So, I'm here with J.M. Montecavo, who's been one of my best friends for 20-plus years. We've known each other since we were, like, five on a soccer team. Soccer field, yep. Um, we have orange jerseys. Yeah. I remember that. Leonardo Opticians. Oh, I <laughs> There's a way to advertise your business. I wouldn't remember that. On the front of a jersey of some child that you have no clue about. <laughs> yep. um, still happens to this day. I remember the picture of you. It, it was a portrait picture of you on the field in the jersey. That's what I remember the most about us playing soccer together. <laughs> they gave out these magnets. I remember the magnet being on. That's how I. That's actually how I. Not for yeah, it may have been yours or Jared's, but um, Jesus, that was forever. Did Jared ago. play with us too? Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't remember Jared. Nobody remembers. No, Jared, but no, well, no, no one remembered. Nobody remembered until we were like much older. Yeah. Like 13, 14, 15. <laughs> yeah, I think I just tried to block you out of my That's, memory. That, uh, you know, I'm tough to block out of any uh, particular situation. But, um. Well, thank you. I appreciate you joining me. This has been a, we'll call it a struggle of anxiety for me. I don't get anxious about a lot of things, but speaking, I started this speaking into a microphone and thinking that, oh my God, no one's listening, but the whole world's listening. And um, from talking with a few different people, whether it be your brother um, and the off the rails craziness or... um, friend of mine who runs another podcast called the stogie geeks that's about cigars and they do different advertisements and whatnot um and he actually my joe hosemp is the guy with stogie geeks he's actually the one who calmed me down and i was doing an event a couple weeks ago and i was like yeah how's your podcast going i tried starting one but i kept coming back to it like i'm freaking out um and the whole premise of this idea was Business, exactly what we're doing. Casual conversations um, that just are fun. You can laugh, goof. Um, not what I initially did with the first two episodes, which was when I was really heavy-handed. I just had a bad day, and I talked about how I can't believe people are still smoking during a respiratory pandemic. Yep. A global respiratory fucking pandemic, and people are still smoking. It's a good way to kick off a podcast. Yeah, it's a great way to alienate probably like 50% <laughs> of the world, uh, now that I think about it. When, it. when part of the name is puffs <laughs> and swigs. So let me just say, I don't smoke cigarettes. Uh, I have a cigar in my hoodie um, that I will probably smoke on the way home, but... Um, yeah, that was probably not too bright. But who, you know, you're testing and you're learning, and this is a cool medium because um, I'm interested to see where this goes and how it grows. But um, obviously, you were my wedding. Hopefully, someday, you know, I'll be involved on some level with yours when yeah. when that time comes. And um, you know, it's a true friendship. Um, and what's neat is you being the first person interviewing on this podcast um i think your background in how you're a self-starter how you are a self-made person not that you didn't have help don't get me wrong i had plenty of help plenty but at the same time navigating through four years of college figuring out as that kind of window of life closed to 
Okay, what am I going to do next? Going after your MFA, and you can talk, obviously, more on that, but just how I saw it through my eyes and all the fun we had through all those years. Um, <laughs> Plenty of fun. <laughs> and Plenty then of memories not remembered. All of us discussing the idea of, like, oh, how cool would it be to move to California? And then you did it. Mm-hmm. Um, without knowing anybody, really, anybody at all, I think, besides yeah. what Gary uh, Diamantes or probably he, says he didn't last even week. live there. Nobody. But he, yeah, so um, what's cool to me is obviously our friendships never wavered, and throughout all the different shit in life, um, as much as I can be a pain in the ass um, and annoying, and um, how you've gone about it. Um, we're, we're sitting, it's important for people to know this, we're sitting in his parents' basement. Yep. Um, the pandemic hits, and, or just no. It was, what, six, seven months before the pandemic, you were yeah. thinking about moving back here. Yep. Business and, was good. Yeah, you were crushing it. Yeah, I was traveling more than I was in California. Um, and you would come home just for fun, I think. It was just a vacation, right, at first? I, 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 I spent, when I got more steady in California, I wound up spending two months out of the year back on island. A month around Christmas time and a month in the summertime. Um, and I was actually coming back to do NBC Boston studio. And it was that, okay. being here for about a year, which led me into staying here. Okay. Um, I left when I was 18. I went to, like you said, to college, on uh, undergrad, grad yep. school, moved out to California. In La Crosse, Minnesota? No, uh, Winona. Winona, Minnesota. Winona, Minnesota. Winona, Minnesota. <laughs> Bottom right-hand corner. The only person I knew named Winona is Winona Judge. <laughs> or <laughs> Winona Ride is a good one. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's the one. But continue. Um, yeah, and... Um, I had just started dating my now current girlfriend, and everybody kind of thought I was coming back here for her, but in reality, she was supposed to be coming to California with me. Yeah, that's right, because she was going to do her uh, teaching license yep, and all that. She already had it all set up, yep. all, all that stuff, um, and then some health problems arose in my family and in her family, and I said, you know what, it's th- th- this time for me to just stay home. So, uh, well, We both grew up in a, in a Catholic background or a God, God-fearing as children and I think we both believe that there's certain things that play into life that things are meant to be for a certain reason whether or not we put them in motion or uh, something else has uh, I was the most shout out to Ariana by the way yeah. I was the most um, unlikely person to leave Rhode Island I was <laughs> shy I was very family oriented I didn't like to have <laughs> oh sleepovers uh, at other people's houses yeah you everybody uh, had to come here everybody came here all the time yep. I couldn't uh, a couple of my friends I used to like stay at their house <laughs> but that was about it um, I was say Matt and Mike right that's uh, probably it it was really Mike Masood. Uh, I barely slept at Philip's house and he was my cousin. Um, (laughs) And uh, it just wasn't my thing. And then um, when I was in high school, my high school mentor was like, this is the college you should go to. He showed me all these pictures. It was beautiful in the bluffs. Uh, And I said, oh, that's cool. Where is it? And uh, because I always said I wasn't going any further than Boston or uh, New York. And um, he was like, it's Winona, Minnesota. And I was like, what? I was like, I got a class. I'll come back. We'll talk about this. <laughs> and uh, sure as shit, I, I went there. I fell in love and I got on an airplane. That was that. 
I went with two other people from my school. Not easy. Um, no one this. No one the Monte Carlo family. No. You don't split the four of that. Well, there's more than that really extended. But the four of them, I've never met a family that is, and um, it's funny. I think all my friends' families out of the Saint Augustine's like portal, if you will, of life. They're all like this. Whether it's the Verones, the Ionettas, you guys, the Maganos, even the Tadinos. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but the Monte Calvos, you know, you don't get in the way of Big John and his kids. Nope. And you definitely don't get in the way of Lisa. Nope. Um, because they love their boys, and they will, uh, if you try to peel them apart, they'll, they'll kill you. <laughs> so to go halfway across the country is, yeah. and then to go. The, All the rest of the way. Yeah, right. If, I came back a little bit this way. <laughs> I went towards Illinois. Yeah, just and a then teeny, I went all the way back. tiny. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like you said before, I went with with, with the fear of leaving my family, but I, there was no thought of failure in my mind. I, you know, this kind of really came to light when I got to California, but there was a... California, Los Angeles has a way of... <laughs> You know, eating you up, spitting you back out. And mm. You see, uh, you see a lot of lost souls. You see a lot of successful people. You see a lot of unsuccessful people. But I knew, even when I drove around and you saw the homeless people, I knew that there was no way in my mind that my life could ever end there. I had too much of a base. I I knew that even if I failed at everything I did and had no money to my name, the very very worst case scenario was that my parents would fly out to California, scrape me off the ground, and bring back to Rhode Island. Yeah. I had no... So I, I, and it's not like you just jumped into the industry. And, I mean, you you did, but it, like you were, you were working tables like uh, as a waiter, and yep. there was a bunch... You've worked a bunch of different odd jobs to just make ends meet until things really turned a corner. Yep. Um, so... Obviously, Illinois State, it, you know, unique experience. Um, different than Winona. A little more of a city, right? Yeah, it was more like Warwick, Rhode Island. Okay. When known it was like being in Gloucester. And for those who, uh, and I bring this up because his brother has a podcast. I referenced it a couple minutes ago. They've got some people from New Zealand and Austria and whatnot listening to. I don't know how people find found it, but if you are in one of those countries or you're Indonesia or wherever you're from, Warwick, Rhode Island is the size of uh, uh, my big toenail, um, and it's. The third, now the third largest city in the smallest state in the United States, um, but it has a lot packed into it. Mm. So that's that's what comes to mind when you say that. Yeah, it, it had a lot of. So Winona was a Target, a Walmart, and like four restaurants. Right, okay. it was a make your fun kind of town. I'd like. To, Ten bars in it. It was nothing. It was like, yeah, but that's a step up from throwing like a boiling pot of water outside and watching it just become snow. Well, Winona. Well, that, that, no, that was Winona. That's what Winona yeah, was like. That's it what was I'm a saying. Target and a Walmart. Oh, okay. But, but Bloomington, Illinois, was they had a mall. They had gotcha. they had a Best Buy. They had uh, you know five or six little more grocery stores. Yeah. So everything you needed was there. You didn't have to try. If I needed a mall in Winona, it was forty five minutes to lacrosse before I got to a mall. Like well, that, I, like a I'm Best a Buy. Like I'm a fan of the name of the town. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't? Of the cross, um, but you were saying. Um, so yeah, so so I went. So something we haven't mentioned yet, but I went to school. I got my MFA in a lighting des- uh, to become a lighting designer. Yeah, we should and probably talk is, about yeah. actually what you do, right? So and so I'm a lighting designer. I he, own my own company. He's humble, ladies and gentlemen. He's humble. He does an awesome job, um, and I hype my friends up all the time. But it's the truth. They're all humble and they all work hard. But, 
the stuff he can do um, with lights is amazing to me. So, what was it about lighting design instead of set design or costume design? I mean, you acted and throughout in high school. And yes, I did. I'm a triple threat. I love threat, you, but actually. I love I you, am. but singing was not your forte. No, no, I'm a triple threat. I can't act, sing, or dance. Okay, <laughs> so I gave it all up. But the tech side. Hey, kids, how are you? Uh, I always did everything. I always did yeah. all the tech stuff. Um, I love scenic. I love building mm-hmm. with my hands. I love woodworking. I love all of that. The prop. What I like about lighting is that you work in feet and not inches. Um, so if you build a wall a half an inch too small, yep. nothing goes together. But yeah. if I hang a light a foot, two feet, three feet in the wrong direction, I could probably still get away with okay. it for the most part. So it's in that regard to me, being the simpleton I am in that world, it's the difference between baking a ke- baking a cake and baking an omelet. You put an extra egg in, or you know, you're okay. Yeah. You do that with a cake, you might not, um, it might not no, turn out. No right. pastry chef. Yeah, but, but you know, I can make a banana bread. <laughs> <laughs> so you end up in Bloomington. And so what was it that took you, other, was there something else other, other than the program that for the MFA that took you to Bloomington? Like, is there, uh, where else would you have, do you think I you applied to looked? five other places. Okay. The only two places that gave me the time of day was Illinois <laughs> State University and CalArts. Okay. Um, Ironically and, enough. Yeah. Because you could have uh, ended up already in California. I, I did. I applied to a lot of California schools. I applied to a few schools in Vegas, one in Miami, and uh, Illinois State. Um, and I'm not a good. I wasn't a good student. Didn't get good grades. Yep. Um, so that held me back in a lot of regards. I didn't have a lot of support from my college uh, towards the end of the program. Uh, I kind of went out on this my own and did this. But um, Cal Arts said we because want to- you. They thought you should do something else. Go right into the working force. Okay. Instead of going and get a higher degree. Gotcha. They were, I was better off going to work in a theater or events or like some kind so of. So they thing. thought the world, quote unquote, worldly experience, was better suited than than trying to get your masters and kind of jump up over yeah. what would be perceived as the you know the li- the life experience. Yeah. They thought I couldn't. Cut it in grad school. That's what it came down to. I wasn't a student. Shouldn't be a student I mean, anymore. This we both know. No so, thanks. I still get the heebie-jeebies thinking about going yeah, back and doing trying to do classes. So um, CalArts said, yeah, we want you to come, but you need to come and visit the school first. They didn't. They couldn't tell me about any scholarships. They couldn't tell me all of this. It was like a $5,000 gamble. I had to fly out there. I had to be out there for a week. Jesus. They didn't put you up. They don't do nothing. When it was all, we didn't in have $5,000. Like yeah, you, you, you know what I mean? Can't, yeah, you can't. Flight was like a thousand dollars. The the cars, the thing. It was just not. Cal, uh, Illinois State University said, "Come on down." They that were was in what? Dr- Two thousand nine. I don't even know that answer. Yeah, two thousand five, six, nine. Yeah, yeah, nine. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so the world's just coming out of a recession, or like just yeah, really actually like was, no, actually looking at trying to figure was, out how to get out of. The it recession. was the first. If I'm going to remember this correctly, it was the first time the market went into double digits in my senior year. Okay, which I is important. I remember yeah, that. which is important because I remember being a dean, studying economics in my freshman year, two years before that, and so '09 was I was at URI and the world was in the complete shitter. So to see, obviously, the slight basis of this is business. To see how you kind of. Through caution, not caution to the wind, but 
kind of said, go ahead, bet against me. I wasn't ready to go into the real world. That's what it came to. Fair about. enough. I wasn't ready. I was... But at some, t- at some point, people can take that as, go ahead, bet against me and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, so Illinois State called. Uh, I drove down. I had a the the only time I could meet with the person who was in charge. Uh, there was a month left of the like um, window of like application essentially, um, and we were both super busy. And we were able to meet for three hours on a Friday. <laughs> and um, yeah, kid, I got time. Come on in. What the hell? Yeah, it was an hour and a half meeting that we had scheduled. It wound up going to wound up going four hours. We wound up just talking and catching up, yeah. like and um, and literally the next day I got in my car and I drove back to Minnesota. Um, and uh, about a now month how, later, how long was that drive? Five hours. Okay, five hours, six hours right around there. It was a so decent here drive. to like South Jersey, something yeah. like that. That's yeah, a long yeah. drive for Rhode Island. Yeah, of course. Pack a lunch, pack an extra set of clothes, maybe two. Maybe stop halfway <laughs> through. <laughs> Call a cousin if you, you know have somebody down there. Um, and and the month later they called me and they said you got in and, and the rest was history. So you, what I remember of you being at Illinois State. Um, other than going from what was as he wears the Illinois State uh, Redbirds <laughs> yeah. sweatshirt, yeah. but weren't they the same mascot? Because I get into that, right? Uh, Being a college sports Winona fan, Winona was uh, the Cardinals. St. Mary's was the Cardinals, and you yeah. guys were the Redbirds. So yes. to me, I'm like it's the same, it's the same fucking thing. It's the same. Um, so I actually have the. It's a, you it's have a, a St. Classic, Mary's one too. It's or, the classic Under Armour college yes. hoodie, right? And if you held them side by side, you wouldn't know. No, it was. Yeah. I mean, so that's, as a, yeah, as a college sports nut, I remember being like. All right, so is this like a joke? Like, no, it's the same one. school, or what's the different state? School but it's like the same. It all worked out. Yeah, every it's black and red and white, same bird. Um, but no, seriously. So that summer, we worked our asses off. We were in the fucking gym every day. Yeah, I slept here pretty much. Yeah, what we did was lift. Drink water and eat during the day. Party at night. Yeah, we did. A lot oh my of god, we had a lot of fun. We did. We always. Um, did. But <clears throat> as soon as you got out there, like we talked, but that fall, right? The fall of '09. Yeah. I went to URI. You went mm-hmm. out there. We didn't talk for like a good month and a half. And when I called you, you were like, it was like a, a speeding train was chasing you. Because you were trying, like that's what I remember. It was a, it was a lot. Because there was a lot to, to adjust to. Yeah, I'm sure. People, you're the much more responsibility. I would assume in a master's program. Yeah, the schooling portion of it was really kicked my ass. Yeah. Um, the hard part was it was the first time I ever went somewhere and knew absolutely nobody. I had zero friends. I, I knew nobody yeah. out there. Okay. Um, and that was hard for me because. I get along with everybody, but I wasn't who I am today, right? This experience no, you, made you me... No, you evolved. There's no right. doubt about that. And, Almost because uh, you had to. Yeah. You forced... The best thing Gary did... Not Gary, that Tom said yeah. was, hey, go here. And there was that connection, obviously, to Gary, right? Because yep. he was at St. Mary's. So you and had, had two other Rhode Islanders with me. You Alex had Alex... Alyssa. Yep, that's right. Two of your classmates. Yeah. Right? Uh, well, From Alex wasn't... Alex Alyssa was, was dating Alyssa yeah. at the time. So we all went out together. The three there, that's right. So. And, um, you know, obviously that cracks the nut open. 
That, that gives you a place that Alex yeah. and I were roommates. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I remember so that. In undergrad, that helped. Yeah. So all go, the lights underneath the yeah. beds and the craziness. Black lights. Yes, we were black, correct. I mean, that was the coolest thing. Until uh, it wasn't the coolest yes. thing. Um, but when I got to Illinois, I didn't know anybody, and I struggled. It took a long time. The crazy part was I am. I went right from undergrad to grad student. So I was truly the same age as the seniors that were in undergrad. Okay. And everybody else who was in my master's program was easily five years older than me. So they All did the what way. they did what the people at St. Mary's wanted you to do, right? The, those who are oh. now in the master's program, they went and did it and went, then went back and said, yeah. shit, I need more schooling. Yeah. It's a, That's what it sounds the, like. In the entertainment, in the theater world, uh, that mix is different. Some people gotcha. go out experience, go get back at master's. Yep. But I was one of the... By the time I was ready to graduate, more people were going from undergrad right to grad school. Okay. But it wasn't as common for... At least for this program. So everybody was a lot older than me. Some people were even eight, Not nine years MFA, old. Not the MFA, but the lighting design program. The, the MFA program oh, as, okay. a whole, right. as a whole. Um, and I struggled to connect with the rest of the MFA kids. Um, but I was working in the light shop. I was working in the scene shop. And I and I was... And you're 21, I was 26. Like, yeah. I, I was in charge of kids my own age, which had been no problem. I had done that all through all my educational career. And I connected with them better. And I remember, I was just telling the story last night. I was remember my mentor said, hey, you know, make sure you draw a line between these two things mm-hmm. because you are technically their boss. And I was like, is it a problem? She goes, no, nobody really does what you're doing. But as long as it's not a problem, it's not a problem. <laughs> I said, okay. So, so it's funny you had that conversation because, as you know, I wanted to jump into coaching so bad. Not Never thought I'd be in the, the liquor industry, but... And the now athletic director at Hendrickson would have that conversation. Hey, listen, you know, as a as a twenty year old, twenty twenty one year old guy who's only a few years removed from high school, he you know he would say to me, "There's a fine line between the coach and the player, and you can't blend that line." So that that's exactly what she was saying to you. She was like, "It's fine what you're doing." <laughs> Just don't, you know, don't don't jump into the keep the black and white. Don't go into the gray. It was always gray for me. <laughs> never, never. It was well, all gray. It was all gray. And, and I know that because of our jokes, because of our friendship. No, of course I get and, that. And I've always seemed to find a way to be a boss and be a friend at the same time. It, it's not always easy, but um, you know, I I just I just did it, and then mm-hmm. I found all these friends. And then the weird part was the some of my really close the 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 first year of MFA students the tech ones yeah. we were really close we became close and then they started hanging out with the undergrads too so we really separated from the MFA people it was very interesting so the people you mentioned that were coming into that program who were five four or five years older let's say maybe older than that but four or five years. Were those the first years, or were those the ones? They were who second were... and third okay. years. Okay. Um, so, so in my program, there was in in my it, this is how it went. So it was a first year. There was no second years. Then there was a third year, and then when the third years left, <laughs> right, then there was a first year and a second year, and it was only ever two classes at the same time, even though it was a three year program. So there was always a strange gap. There was always a gap somewhere. Either we. So would you have were the people who were kind of like middling? Class-wise, like yeah. So, between? so for me, it was when I started. It was us in a second year. Yep. Two, two and two. Then we moved together as a as a class. They went third. I went second. Yep. And then when we became third, I got a new first year set 
So that and there was, was no seconds in between. And there was no seconds because there's only ever four. There was only ever four people in the program as a whole. That's the way it laid out. So you go from St. Mary's, which obviously, and it's not because of book smarts. You can, I know you're a smart person. It's not that. It's just life and everything that it's the atmosphere, the whole bit. Um, so you go from there. And you adjust to Illinois State, but you said the books kind of kicked your ass. But it was the balancing act between the atmosphere and the books, or was it, or or was it just the balancing acts between the books and getting comfortable with your surroundings? It was a little bit of everything. Okay. Um, uh, and I, I'm honest about this to whoever yeah, no. I talk to, uh, and I, I think I even that's said why I'm bringing it up because I, I you've told me these stories, um, but the- I literally just stopped reading. I couldn't read enough. I couldn't read the amount of reading they were giving us to read yep. in classes. So I found ways around it. I had an a, I had an account with Spark Notes. I read. Oh my god! This. I remember when you had the thing on the computer that would read it to you. Yeah, I did all. Yeah, that was. No, the, I, I thought that yeah. was genius. But I just couldn't. They they would assign a hundred pages to read in yeah. one class. I can't read ten pages I in never, an I hour. I never understood that. I can't do it. I, I so that was them. Paying but, them to teach you. But I found a way to not to read the fucking book. I, I don't know. I found a way to make it all work at the end of the day, and uh, it was great. Um, and my. My mentor, her name was Julie Mack, knew that I was not going to be in theater. She knew it was. Not, she knew I was going to do lighting, probably even more than I knew. I always said that I was going to California work in the movies. That's what I always wanted to do. And that's, I mean, that's where you and I we talked at one point, moving out there, doing the whole bit. I think the two of us were the most serious about it. And then I realized I couldn't because mom. But and uh, and obviously other factors now. Um, but I was I was envious. If I'm being totally honest, I looked out. I mean, we loved Entourage. We did. Not that we were ever going to become, you know, the movie star and whatnot, yeah. but no, our just whole the, the group did. yeah, we, that 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 vibe, that yeah, that life, the camaraderie, and, the whole bit. And I there are there are days I would never change anything because I'm blessed to have Trey and Marissa in my life. And, you know, baby girl coming. But I think about it sometimes like, shit, he did it. And I give you a ton of kudos. So you go, so Illinois State, you're there for three years, which felt like a year. If I want to look at when you look back at it now, probably. Mm. Um, And I know that that's how you are. I felt, Um, I mean, partially because it was only a year and a half. But anyway, um, you go there, you come home. Um, we all have our fun trying to figure it all out. You already had plans. I feel like by without telling any of us, by March of April of the of before you graduated, you it almost felt like you had without having anybody out there, it almost felt like you already had your footing because you had your plan defined. I had so I was dating a girl at the time. She was down Ooh, to go back then? Yeah. She was cool. She was yeah. a lot of fun. Um she wanted to become an animal trainer. She had That's no what it was. Yeah, she I was had no say, problem leaving 
Rhode Island to come live with me in Illinois. Yep. And she lived with me for two years while I was there. And then we said we we're going to go to California. She was going to get hurt. So I, so we were going out to California together. That's right. She did live out there. And we went. We 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 packed up after graduate after I graduated, filled the car, filled up a, a moving oh, truck. That's right. You and went home. You went, went there right and then there, came yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we just Shit, went. I forgot about that. And that was that. And we went. Let's get May. I graduated May thirteenth, and my or May eleventh, and my first day in California was May fifteenth. It was literally like we graduated. I got I put my shit in the car and we went. So you get out there. Other than, and this is a knock on you, but it's anybody who gets out of college. You get out there. No, no, no money, no contacts, no money. $5,000 to my name. Yeah, but that, in the grand scheme of shit. It's, it's not California. It ain't no. fucking shit, so. Um, you could have you could have sang and danced with your carrying a note. You could have sang and danced and, and made that. I mean, and still barely pay the bills. So, you get out there, and... How did you take the first step out? Because you you were waitering, right? Yeah, I got a job at a restaurant. Yeah, burger joint. Sliders. Yeah, see, I don't forget. Changed my life. (laughs) I still have one of my best friends to this day. I met through there. And I guarantee, not only are you gentlemen all the time, but. From working in that job, you also treat service people differently. Well, I was always in the restaurant business. No, I know that. So, so I've only had two types of jobs. I've been in the restaurant that or that, right? Well, no, you're right. You've only had restaurant or, or some type of entertainment because yeah. even when... Not pole dancing, but no, even normal. No, no one wants to say that. Um, no, but my point being is even at um, the nights... Yeah, which is hilarious. Now that I'm like yeah. treasurer of that council, and which is it's hilarious. But and taking care of the bar, you were working with Vinny, right? Yeah, Vinny Storty. There he is. God, God rest his soul. No, no, he's still, still kicking. Still all right, all right. Sorry, Vinny, if you do end up hearing this, I don't think you will. But I, um, the big thing I remember from those days, entertainment-wise, was you. And correct me if I'm wrong. It was Nikki. Well, Nikki, Nikki squared, if we will. So your brother and Tadino. Yeah. And Philip. Dude, with the rotoscope thing, right? Oh the lights, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the lightsaber scene a, or whatever. We made a Star Wars scene, yeah. We broke in after hours to the lights. Let's <laughs> put a penny in the back door. I mean, we drank a few beers out of there that you know we can't um, talk about. And but, no, that this was before even drinking. No, but I'm saying like later in life we would you know. So, but um, yeah, so. So I would kill someone now if they stole from oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> So I got to so I get out to California and I don't know anybody. Yep. And um, the first lighting job someone actually hires me to do um, is uh, is to do the lighting for one scene in a off-brand G.I. Joe movie. G.I. Joe, man. Yeah, and so I, I said yes, and then I found it on Craigslist, and I said yes. Oh, my God, then, that's great. Uh, and then after that, I re- qu- quickly realized that they were just shy of being a softcore porn. No, that's not got really sketchier and sketchier. Like, I didn't even go. Instead of Joe. Yeah, I didn't even go because they couldn't, like, give me the address. And I finally was like, I'm out, I'm out. And that was it. So that was, like, kind of crushing that, like, I couldn't.
couldn't. I spent weeks and weeks trying to find stuff. Like I played that everything. Blows. Um, my aunts, Gene Ramos, her husband. Oh yeah, that's right. John, his Ramos, his brother, brother David, yep. were. AV, more audio, video, that kind of stuff, and he he could have helped us. Yeah, he sure. <laughs> uh, and he um, he got me an interview with a com- a lighting company that works that worked for Mattel Toys at the time. Okay, and that's how I got in. I never, I knew, I didn't know world. if it was. So I never knew about the GI Joe thing, yeah. or if I did, I forgot. But I knew the David connection because. He helped you get, make that connection. Mm-hmm. At the same time, your extended cousins, you would babysit for here and there, right? Oh, or something like that. I remember time. that. They, they, they because it was cool to see the, other, the growth family. of that fake. Correct. Yeah. California, and correct. So I have the West Coast Ramoses and the East Coast Ramoses yep. in my life. Um, Which are, I don't know David, but I know John. And he's my favorite person. He's my favorite bartender during the summer because his margaritas are the best. But so I gotta figure David's exactly like John. They're salt of the earth. Yeah, they're great. great. Yeah, they are great. Yeah, people. yeah, yeah. Um, they are both very different, but also very the same. It's very interesting. They have same mannerisms. Does sometimes. David run as much as John? Has no, 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 no. They're like they're the like marathon man that all yeah. of a sudden grew, grew, you know, like grew out of nothing. Nothing yet. alike, but the same thing is the funniest thing. Gotcha. Um, but he got me in this company. And I started doing lighting jobs. My first lighting gig, I hung some lights for Mattel toys um, in the, in the like little toy fair area, and then and then it just kind of snowballed from there. And it just started working. So somebody with them and, somebody took a liking to you from the yeah. work you did what, what toy was this like a it's just, not a comic con thing no but, like but a, toy fairy is like a comic con thing but okay. for the toy industry where so, you you show off the toys that you want to produce for the next following year so, okay so bids. it's a showcase yeah. for us we have WSWA which is the Wine and Spirits uh, World sure. Association yeah, so, all right. so New York Toy Fair is probably one of the biggest ones oh but, okay yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but Mattel does their own toy fairs where that's their like the showcase of what's coming to be sure. for the big holiday season yeah, right. All right, yeah, yeah or yeah, like what's what like sometimes they'll show off prototype toys. Some of okay. it was a lot of, uh, um, like it was funny because I would see something there, and months later, I would see them <laughs> on the shelves. Um, hey, I lit that. Mattel made a Nerf gun, and I'm never gonna remember their name of their Nerf, Nerf. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but right, right, registered and trademarks all belong to Nerf. We don't so, own any of that, but so um, which but we did. What I, and I can't remember the name, but I saw the the Mattel Nerf guns. Uh, months and months and months and months before they even hit the shelves. It was the craziest thing. It was so funny. And that's that's that was the height of eBay. Was, so shit, you could have made it, some real money back then. Now, um, not that eBay is not kicking it. It is obviously, but but it was uh, it was fun. I love toys. I still do. So it was fun to do that. It was a part of I, lighting that I didn't know existed. I'm gonna tell you, it's, when when you have kids, you're gonna love them even more. Uh, 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 love I'm having Trey now. It's amazing. Because it's bringing me back to my childhood. Um, but so, you can have continued to play in all, that whole yes. entire world. Yeah. You So you do that, and then obviously somebody takes a li- That's how life works, right? I yeah. mean, you take somebody took a liking to you. They thought your work was good. And now... Th- then I did the most California thing a person can do. I worked a bartending job. 
I wound up waiting on a table. Uh, I wound up, at the time, was the VP of the set lighting department at Universal Studios Hollywood. Okay, is this how you got into... New Studios. Yes. All right. And um, I said, sure. He said, uh, call me. I may have a thing for you. I said, okay. You and the 700 other people that have given my business card to. And two weeks later, my cousin Samantha was coming out to visit, and okay. he called me on the way to pick her up at the airport. And he's like, can you come in tomorrow? And I was like... I yes. literally said the only time I couldn't. I was like, I was like, Sam, I, I got to go to this thing. So I went to a meeting. Um, She's in a city now that she doesn't know. No, I'm just kidding. She was in Simi Valley. I'm Thank, just but no, apartment. But, but thankfully, her uncle and aunt are there. Um, so nonetheless, I went on this very, very long job interview that lasted months. Um, the interview just, did or the job did? The interview did. They just kind of kept like trying to see, because I was really young, and they were asking me to do something that they didn't really do very much. They didn't know if I was going to fit. Okay. Um, and then the project they wanted me for stalled hard, really hard, like months and months and what months. What caused the stall? Uh, it? it just wasn't ready. Okay. Just this is pretty much how the whole industry so they goes were now. They were preparing for something that they thought was going to be lined up, and then that and then kind it of fell through and it switched. And, um, and, and that's how I got into new studios. Okay. Um, and through that connection, I made another connection. At, uh, through that connection, working Universal's broken up between the lower lot and the in the theme park, and the lower lot's all the movie studio stuff. And okay. um, through that connection, even though I had been working at Universal Studios Hollywood with that other company that I started mm. with, it uh, it didn't. That's not how I got that connection, and through that is how I got my first really big job at Universal under my own name, and that after that project was over, under J.M. Montecalvo. Yes, under not yes. under, and we'll get to this in a second, but yeah. not under your current holding. Right. Gotcha. So I finished that project up. I went on a very big job interview with a company, and a woman sat down across from me. She was the owner of the company. She told me her whole life story, how she started a. Um, her business in her living room mm. with her friends worked at her kitchen table and now that kitchen table is in their office and they have an office here in New York and she told me the exact story that I wanted for my life and I said enough is enough uh, and she's like you have the job if you want I'm it fucking around go here, home here, I have a pathway she said go home think about it I got in the car I called my dad he said how'd it go I said excellent he goes did you get the job I said yes he said are you gonna take it and I said nope because <laughs> I knew that and, uh, and then the next Today, him and I registered Spectrum 401 as a lighting company in California, mm -hmm. and uh, we've been at it seven years, six years. Hold that thought. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to come back to it in a second. Um, this episode is brought to you by Religion Tequila. Religion Tequila is an organic tequila. Um, that is absolutely delicious. They have four expressions. They're Blanco, they're Reposado, they're Añejo, and they're Manuka Honey-infused Blanco. I happen to be sipping on a bit of that this evening while we're chatting, um, and I had to kind of slow down because I almost forgot that I was drinking uh, tequila. It's that smooth. Uh, currently available in several states, New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts. Uh, Connecticut is soon to be. Rhode Island will be launched in March. Uh, check out Religion Tequila, an organic tequila that is going to blow you away taste-wise. It's a spiritual experience. So, so you register for Spectrum 401 and 
of course, me being me, I'm like, this is so fucking cool. You have your own business. But because out of all of our friends, I mean, Alex has Wick now, but like Philip's a teacher. Tadino's with the courts. Verone, I mean, is saving lives every day with Please. the fire department. So you re- so you go out and you, you flap your wings. Barely have, like, there's not even, there's like a, there's like a, th- a very thin film of a net. <laughs> But you had a pathway. So, from what I remember, at some point you went from Mattel and all of that to there was some backdrop lighting. I remember that. What was the first big thing that Spectrum 401 did? And I say 401, but 401. 401 doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, Typical Rhode Island thing. It's funny because that you because you, I re, you have that same feeling, right? You you it's like boom, you boom, register boom. your business. Yep. You spend days on end creating a website. You make your own business cards, and then it all comes in. And another 700 because you already gave out the other. You're keeping Vista Print in business. God bless them. So, but nothing changes. It's just you and a piece of paper. Nothing has Nobody changed. You feel official. Listen, you feel official. You, you paid the state of California too much. Uno, yeah, I was gonna say who knows of cash um, literally probably uno dollars not you know not real money but uh, and now you're like okay I gotta make something of myself the even more so because shit I gotta make that money back so the first thing we license I I, I, call, I call to Spectre 401 is really nighttime studio tour even okay. though I the company wasn't formed but gotcha. it was me doing it under my name and my business is now my name so mm-hmm. that was my big gem yeah. that I put on my stuff because um, if you don't have your word in your name you got nothing mm-hmm. so I get that I associate designed through two new studios and uh, before um, associate and then and then a third one once my company was formed as an associate so it wasn't really our project we were just assisting and when I say I it was just me it still is just me until I get a job (laughs) so you get a job at some point at some fucking point there's a job there's bills being paid no but the first real job that came through and I gotta think. Let me think about this for one quick second before no, I say it. Um, I started doing this new studio stuff. Yep. Um, and I was. Which in, is fun. I, I mean, work in Boston with you. Yeah, it's I very strange. I love it. It's very, very you're, strange. You're in a, a time portal. Yeah. Of of pause the majority of the time from what I've seen. Yep. And, and then when you're not, it's go. Yeah. Um, the so so I'm in this world. I, I'm starting to like really. I, we. Designed the first we the the designer his name is Bobby Finley he he designed the first ever all LED new studio um, completely LED the full thing was LED and I learned from him and I learned from another guy named Dave Morton and I would uh, not know what I know without them okay but they so had they worked universal they had their own separate things yeah or did they yeah. work together yeah they okay. worked they were separate and. Um, they were both very heavy in the movie world. Uh, Bobby Finley has done every childhood movie you would want to know about okay. in your type. Ghostbusters, Indiana Jones. Oh Goonies. my God! Like, so you, I was it. it without I, like, getting totally X-rated, like out. you were. Mm, oh yeah, yeah. Like, you were you were full tent. Yeah. I mean, Rocketeer. Like That's, he's oh trying out proton packs. Like I can't. That's so you're now showing him me, photos. It took me like three your... weeks before I finally finally was sitting around one day and you I was were like, fanboy. No, we had no time. We were doing nothing. It was that? It was hurry up and wait, right? Yep. And I finally said it was just the two of us. We were just waiting, and I was like, I was like, so can we talk about your IMDb? And he laughed. Can I tell you you're my hero? And, and um, <laughs> he's and actually I was just talking to him earlier tonight. Um, but uh, 
uh, I went off the rails. Yeah, hey, we did. Um, We've got, I, I tend to do that on a daily basis, if not an hourly basis, but um, continue. Uh, love you, Nick. That's fine. <laughs> Johnny, um, Nick. Um, but, um, yeah, so um, I got in this world, and we were doing a trade fair called NAB in Las Vegas, and we were staying at um, the Mirage, mm-hmm. NAB National Associate Broadcasters, something like that. I don't remember the exact name, which is horrible for me to say that. But I don't remember what it's well, and, and no, but I'm 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 gonna come back to that and the reason why um, I asked that question. But continue. So I'm in I Las asked Vegas. it in a hand gesture. And that's we're 25 st- years of friendship. <laughs> we're staying at the Mirage, um, and I have a bunch of pe- friends that were in this now entertainment realm of lighting and sound and audio that I didn't know existed. And that I've now fallen into this world, uh, doing theme park attractions and like Halloween Horror Nights at Universal and Mattel. You did the typical Italian thing. You Super Mario, boom, 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 right into the new tube, yep. and you went and did your thing. And so. Um, we have to drive past Treasure Island to get to the convention center every day. And on the Treasure Island sign, I'll never forget, this was a big Marvel's Avengers like exhibit thing. And I was like, I'm going to see this thing. It says coming soon in, I'm just going to say May. Mm-hmm. May. And I and I was like, I'm, I can't wait. For, this thing's going to be open while I'm here. I'm going to go see it. I'm so excited. And I, at the time, um, the convention was like a Monday through a Thursday. The girl I was dating at the time was going to come out on Friday, we're going to spend a long weekend in Vegas. And my buddy posts a picture of his suitcase and it says, back to Vegas. And I was like, I was like, hey, Mark, I'm in Vegas. And then I remembered him talking about how they might be working on this Avengers thing. And I was like, holy shit, you're here for this thing. I'm coming to see your attraction. He goes, no, you're not. You're coming to work. No, no, not even that. And I was like, I was like, yeah, it says it's coming in May. It's like, it's like, he goes, John, yeah, what month not, is this year there? I think it was, I don't remember. Maybe in April or whatever? Spring. Maybe. We'll April makes sense. Late winter, spring. I could whatever. be completely wrong. There's also thing be, in California. Whatever. I, I have to go back. This but it was, was eight, nine years ago. At yes. This point. Yeah. So I said, um, I said, Mark, I see, he goes, he goes, I land, I come in Thursday morning and then I have to work, but. Um, I'll meet you after work. I said, okay. I said, that's perfect because my girl doesn't come in until Friday morning, so I, I'm free. And he, so n- 8 o'clock was, oh, don't hear from him, text him. He's like, I'm still stuck at work, stuck at work. I'm like, I'm literally in Vegas doing nothing. So when you're done. Yeah, just hit me up. I mean, we met up at Guy Fieri's Burger Joint in, I think, could have possibly been Not the Guy week. Fieri. Yeah, Guy, Guy Fieri. Fieri. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, all right. So. We're sitting there, and he's like showing me pictures of like an Iron Man statue. He's like, "Oh, look at this!" And I, and I was like, <laughs> "He's like," and so he says to me, "So we're talking. We've been you friends for in a the while. movie Iron Man at midnight." Oh right? my you god, mean, please! So I was already like, <laughs> I, I, "I'm full, love Marvel." The, t- the full, tent was pitched. Yeah. Now you're building a house. No, yeah, yeah, I got it. So he says to me, uh, "He says, what are you doing next week?" And I said, I said, uh, nothing. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, maybe he's like, we don't have a lighting designer anymore. Maybe you can help us out. And I said, okay. And so what wound up happening was I wound up getting that project with them. I worked yep. with a company that I still work with all the time to this day called Diablo Sound. Uh, they were a great group of people. Um, and I got the, on that the project. tagline, the devil is in the details? Something very close to that. I, I hope yep. so. Yeah, so it's great. Yeah, all right. Um, and um, so I was in, so every morning I'd wake up early 
and take three conference calls to like figure out if I could actually get this job. Yep. And by Monday morning, they said yes. I flew back to California. I took everything that was supposed to be done in a week that I had all the jobs, and I pushed it all into Monday and Tuesday. And on Wednesday, I was back in Vegas. Damn. Um, and then I worked 16-hour days for a month straight on this project. Because remember the coming soon in May? <laughs> yeah, they weren't even remotely, ah, remotely they were close. Like, there weren't walls up. There was no set. There was nothing. And we... It was plenty of pictures. It was crazy. And <laughs> That's about uh, it. There was render. Come, come June 9th-ish area, some of them were in there. I think, I think those are the dates. Um, they, we opened up the permanent Avengers station, Marvel Avengers station exhibit in Treasure Island, which hotel, which still stands to this day. That's crazy. Um, yes. So now you do that one. Yes. Now, if I remember correctly, this is the, there was a, this is the project or a very similar project that took you to Russia. This project then propelled this so there were several different Avengers in. spaces, right? Yeah, they had four different tours. And the Avengers project took me to Singapore, Beijing, uh, Chongqing, uh, China, yep. uh, too. Um, Which, Russia, ironically enough, is where Ionetis Axis originally from, Chongqing. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just, no, I bring it up. So you've touched, I'm going to... Kind of go off the rails, I guess, to give another shout out to our friends and family. Oh, but he's gonna bitch you out. So oh, much. he's gonna be so pissed off. Um, but it all comes back. So, what I've learned in business is a few things, but what it boils down to is when you tr- for me, and what it sounds like for you. When you try, when you outwardly try to impress the person in front of you, you don't go anywhere. When you just own your shit and do your job, people come away like, holy shit, this is somebody I want to work with. Step one. Step two, that leads to then the connections that, you know, we grew up in a state that the running joke is it's not what you know, it's who you know. Mm-hmm. But it's so true. That's the that, business too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's every business. It's business in general because... Who you know, you know what? You may have had a bad taste. Somebody, you may have left a bad taste, not even knowing it. Okay, well, that burned that. It may have singed that bridge or rope or whatever. And you may have impressed or put somebody in awe in a different position. But I asked you the question about the abbreviation because that goes back to it didn't matter what the event was. You were there because you knew... If you rocked it then, it could lead to something else without maybe thinking about that. Um, And I think it's important, kind of the premise of this whole entire podcast of business casual conversations is you own your own business and without knowing it, you did something that you would probably tell people to do now. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I know, again, we kind of went off the beaten path. Uh, But so... It comes back to connection. So you end up in a city that a friend of ours dated a, a female, for, uh, like a lady from. Yeah. Which is crazy. And, which is just crazy how the world works. Yeah. Because you've told me so many times, you end, you're in California and, um, you know, you drop an R or, you know, oh, I could really go for a coffee milk or hot wiener or, you know, an Italian grinder or whatever the case may be. And that may have triggered somebody to go, wait, where are you from? 
Because you've talked about this a bunch. I've met a Rhode Islander in Beijing. I met a Rhode Islander (laughs) in Singapore. I met a someone from the capital of the world. People don't know this at this point. It's the capital of the world. I met someone from Massachusetts in Russia, and I met someone from Connecticut and uh, in Taipei. I have met. My California friends don't understand it. Uh, like when I when we were sitting at the bar in Beijing and the owner was from Rhode Island, um, so my friends that were there were fuck. They were pissed. <laughs> they were like, oh, "How does this happen?" Like it's like so, but it's it's well, the funniest thing. So that event going back, it, it's it is. It just goes to show how great of a state it is. Even though you know we always hate on ourselves, but. It took you places without I knowing you. Island. No, yeah, no, we both do. But it took you places without you knowing it. Yeah. So you get several different. You get to kind of bounce around the globe through that event. So project. I did. I traveled around the globe for two years, mm-hmm. and then I came back to California, and and then I got another job. Uh, that those jobs came to a close. Um, and the company that I was working with at the time went a different direction, which is just business how it goes. You know, mm-hmm. one door closes, another one opens. Um, I got connected with another company. Um, meanwhile, through that, I still the person who I did, who I did my first very big job at Universal, um, doing the Backlot tour. He then got me another attraction at Universal after those things. So I did that. And through that, we always kind of kept working together. Uh, he is one of my close friends. Um, and we always find a way to come back to each other. Um, so that ended. And then I went and did these projects all around the East Coast. I was in New York for three months working right. on the yeah, you Trolls were, exhibit. You were, cl- you were you were around far more, right? Like after yeah. that, I remember that. And then I and so then I spent a year and a half working on the East Coast. Uh, well, actually, two and a half years working on the East Coast. I worked in New York. I worked in Miami doing a Nickelodeon Slime City walkthrough exhibit. Um, and then I came back to New England and did NBC Boston, Comcast, uh, NECN News, and Telemundo News Studio. And then you know, and then and then the world shut down. So, god damn that, that wow, and fast. So, yeah. So, and we were on track the the year the world shut down just like everybody else. We were on track to have we had six projects lined up all right, around so the world. I'm going to roll it back a little bit. So, within that, thankfully, you bounced around the world. That was what, 14, 15? Brings you closer to home for 16, 17? No, was it, 15, it had to be. No, it had to be even after that. It had to be because nineteen. No, no, it had to be. It had to be sixteen, seventeen. I. Because you were 18. home for my wedding. I came back for your wedding. I wasn't home. I wasn't here. I thought you were in New York for that. Mm-mm. Okay. No. I was trying to. I was trying to timeline it in my head. And. Two thousand nineteen. We finished NBC Boston. We did my. We did Slime City, and then the world shut down. Yeah, we. We did, yeah. Then no, so this whole project, this podcast, came to me in early December of 2019, and I didn't know how. Um, I had listened to a few different bar school, barstool sports podcasts. I had started listening to the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, that probably get me canceled at this point, but who cares? People have been trying to cancel me forever. You, I mean, what the hell? Even my friends and family. Anyway. Um, and 
I didn't know what I wanted to do with. I liked the idea of a podcast. Didn't realize I was terrified speaking by myself. This has been far more enjoyable. I have to. I mean, this plat. This obviously just the two of us, but also I think this uh, format for me will be much more enjoyable. Um, so that time I'm out of work so thankful for you obviously we've talked about that the world doesn't need to know uh, but what the cool thing was I had heard all these stories here there and everywhere across the globe and I didn't have a lick of understanding until people understood it because it's a weird thing to understand it is but like I'm talking about Understanding the lumens in a light bulb, I've learned. I learned more in those few weeks, um, and I saw what you did and how intrinsic intrinsic it was, and I was in awe. Like I remember coming away from it, coming home, and going, "Like, you should see what he does." Blah blah blah. And I had no idea what the fuck you were doing on that. Most of the time, I don't either. So, (laughs) (laughs) what I knew was. Wow, my best friend either pulled the wool over in someone's eyes or is this goddamn good at what he does? It's a little bit of both. <laughs> and um, I joke now, like, if, you know, Mercer and I are on, out on the Cape with our family or I happen to be in an account that may have uh, NECN on or whatever the case, oh, I built that studio. I, I had probably less than a half of a percentage of real impact on it, but... To see what went on in the time that I was up there was so cool, yeah, and gave me more of respect. Not that I, I've, yeah, I get respect, but give you more respect for somebody that you have nothing going on, that no understanding, I should say, of what's going on. Um, so, oh God, there's so many questions. Um, but I think the biggest question I have that didn't get touched upon. And I know you guys work together, but you also run side by side, and that's Zach Isaac. So Zach has been element has uh, been really essential to a lot of this. Um, awesome person who I've gotten to know through you, obviously. And so you, how quickly into LA life did you meet him? Like where where was the point? Two years. Okay. Pretty quick. Pretty and quick. He in there. already had connections. Uh-huh. So he was young. He was okay. in high school. No shit. Yeah, Zach was in high school. Because he's what, four, three years younger than us? Four years younger than us? Uh, he's no, younger than... No. Don't tell me he's younger than Nick. Oh, yeah, he's younger than Nick. I, Nicholas, Alex's... Zach's brother is Nicholas. Well, the way he can grow... He could grow Zach, a beard. Oh, yeah, multiple looks at least 45. Yeah, no. Nah, no, he's 25? <laughs> 24? Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Now? Yeah. What talking about? Yeah. I'm sorry, Zach. I thought you were at least 30. Oh, no, not even close. You're still getting caught at the bar. Um... No, he's not. <laughs> not like um, that five, that seven o'clock shadow. Zach was the kid that I met at a lower point in my life. I had just broken up. I was get about okay. to break up with a girlfriend. Yep. And who you had moved he out there was, with, right? Yes. Yep. And he barely knew me. Helped me move all my shit out of my apartment. We got. We worked on a job together. He was there. At a high school for a high school class, as a like internship thing. Oh shit! <clears throat> and he started working with the company I worked with at the time, and 
I always said that that when this kid, because I was 24 and he was in high school. And so he's 17, 18. Yeah. yeah. And I always said, as soon as my life starts to get back on track, I get pe- I bec- I have friends my own age again and things yeah, like once that. Once I stop <clears throat> building something, I th- I'm sure we our age difference will 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 split us apart, right? Yep. Uh, and it never did. And we're thick as these. We're brothers. No, I know. You know, he's, he comes home. He's he's like one of us. Yeah. Um, and when I say one of us, I mean all of us have been together at least 15 years. Mm-hmm. And he you, he picks up on jokes. He's just yeah. he's a quiet he's a quiet person. He's a very particular person with what he likes to eat. <laughs> Zach, next time you come home, I'll make you the mac and cheese. Don't worry. Craft only. I know. Um, but. That goes to foresight, which I think is huge for someone who owns their own business. You saw in him what maybe someone saw, maybe Tom saw in you, or Gary saw in you, or somebody saw in you at some point. We just clicked to be able. To, we just yeah. we spoke the same language. We come from the same family backgrounds. The Isaacs, the Montecavos, there might as well be the same people no. um, for their core values, and we just stuck together. We've done every little stupid thing, every big thing. Um, he's gone on to be this amazing, renowned programmer for lighting. Um, and the things that I accomplish could not be as as successful without what he does. Um, you're a good. You're a good duo. There's no we, doubt about we that. Are, I've seen you both we in are action. A good duo. Yeah. Um, but um, we we can't speak about it yet. But if you're in the New York area, next, come this summer, you you guys will have something oh, to look out for. I, I have to. I'm not going to leak anything on this, but. It's Just the sheer exciting. excitement of which I'm seeing. Yeah, there's um, something big coming. But, um, but to to everything we've done is brought us to here, and we've both worked on some pretty big stuff. And this is going to be a different type of big, which is weird to even say. Um, but to bring it completely full circle, mm-hmm. um, my very first job in. Simi Valley was that bar sliders um, and somebody that I met there mm-hmm. um, I have now groomed to work with us in New York and I've worked with him on different projects and that's Sean Sean Sakon. yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. he's come to Russia with me he came to well, Boston I met, with me shit was that 18 19 18 yeah it was, it was too, no it was had to be 19 because he, he was out here yeah Boston. summer of 19 that's right and then right. they came yep. up on my birthday just before 19 before summer the summer of 19 stuff. yep July of nineteen um, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he he'll be out here. It'll be me, him, Zach, and somebody else I picked up along the way who's an amazing person. Um, his name is Casey, and the four of us will tackle this massive project that will start in New York. And but you're gonna crush with that. Yeah, we I already will. know that. We will. I already know um, that when this comes to light, we'll we'll do some type of post. Um, maybe we'll try to get JM onto the phone, like do a Zoom kind of redo on this and just an update. And um, what's coming down the pipeline of what he's talking about is really it's going to be fun. It's going to be. Is it interactive? Yeah, it's a whole Sounded immersive. Like it. right. you, just so this realm that I've gotten myself into with these immersive Avengers things, trolls. Mm. Oh yeah, we didn't even talk. I mean, um, you did the back 
backdrop lighting for um, was it on the voice or was it yeah that was a weird little but it time. was cool because yeah. everybody was so excited to see it on TV for yeah. even if it was five seconds yeah um, um, but but this between immersive, that and trolls and yeah this, this new immersive world that's out there all these like pop up events mm-hmm. where where like, even down to like the friends exhibit where you get put into the world of friends you get to sit on the friends couch things like that this world is really these traveling theme parks so like the thing they did in Boston a couple yeah, years ago yeah, these yeah, traveling okay. theme parks now that essentially that's what they are yeah, these they, things they pop, that pop up, up out theme, of nowhere theme parks, and, yep. yep um and uh so that this has become our world and that is now really my world um this those this experience things um and we're we're excited to to see what the next 96 days are going to bring so i have um, a couple questions that like pertain to um, the other part of, of this, other than the interview part, is getting business owners, and primarily I think this is going to be focused on small business owners. I don't I expect Phil Knight to call me tomorrow at Nike and say, hey, kid, here's an interview for you. I expect this... I've got so many different friends and family who own their own business that I expect it to be that. And I expect at some point when people listen to this podcast, they won't hear the same experiences through the interviews, but they may hear the same answers to these or or the same kind of final pieces, like the tidbits, if you will. Because, you know, we've laughed and joked, you know, you, you can say it, you can, you know, if you if they read the fine print, we'd probably have the care for cancer already, right? So the tidbits are what the fine print are. And my question, we just touched upon one of them, is foresight. Obviously, you saw what someone saw in you with Zach and how you've built out this team now. Um, but for those, we're in a really interesting position as a country and a world. Um, there are a lot of people out there who are in your who were who are in your the situation you were in. Maybe they're seniors in high school. Maybe they're seniors in college, or they're going into their senior. You know, they're juniors, and they think school sucks or whatever the case may be. But they have they have an idea, and they want to branch off on that. What? Uh, this is going to be kind of twofold. One, what are some things that you would, if you could go back, nothing would change right now. Because I know you. Sure. I know you're happy with the life you have. In the sense of mm-hmm. Ariana and your fam- family health is in a good place. But if you could go back and tweak, tie loose ends, if you will. In terms of the ultimate butter on the toast statements, if you will, what are some things that you would have done differently? I would have believed in myself a lot sooner. Interesting, because I got to tell you, being your, one of your best friends, I never would have thought that would have been the statement coming out of your mouth. Yeah, I was always... I a- thought you, you were just... I love you. I just thought it was the goofy, shy side of you that head down, just keep going, and I thought internally that fire just burned that you already did. Yeah, I... I always, my mom always said, because like all moms do, you're destined for great things. Um, um, you're special. I, <laughs> gotta love your mom. <laughs> um, my, yeah, it would be that. It would be be secure in who you were. It, it took me too long to stop worrying about what everybody else thought and just mm-hmm. do what 
I found in my own heart. And that's not being abrasive. That's just understanding your person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Just things. Because a lot of people say, like, don't care what people think, and they, and then people hear that, and they take it the other way. Yeah. No, no, no. Still be polite. Still be, you know, a human being. Don't be a complete jerk yeah. off. Believe in yourself, though. Yeah. Like we talked about, don't you know? Go ahead and bet against me. See what happens. I I, I have different phases on. of my life where where that that dial got turned a little more, a little bit more, a little bit more, till I land to where I am. And I still still turning that dial even more to this day. Like because it, it's you don't I don't think you ever stop. Like well, you'll forever be my favorite sushi chef. Yeah, no doubt about please. that. And that's gonna story. that's a whole nother night. Um, but that's cool to hear. But uh, yeah, so, so that's like, the, the self belief. Yeah. Yep, believe in yourself. Um, Anything else in terms of mistakes you made that you probably recognized? Eh, if I step left, I'm going to step in it, but I could have stepped right, if you will. I don't know. One of my biggest things in life, and I always say this, uh, is have no regrets. Um, the Some of the darkest moments of my life have defined who I am today, mm. and I don't regret them. Um, because they've burnt light has it light has burst through set me in a path that would have n nothing else would have changed that but that defining mm -hmm. moment um and uh and so you just keep learning and you just keep saying okay we we know now not to do that anymore you know what i mean and mm -hmm. so that so that's it just uh you just gotta believe in yourself and if you know it in your heart you find a way to make it happen so i appreciate you being open and just like cracking the cracking the safe completely, and you always we always are with each other. So I, I kind of knew that would happen tonight. Um, locally here in Rhode Island. So if you are a Rhode Islander, there are some things that you should know. So if you have done the pumpkin tour through Roger Williams Park, this is the spectacular or whatever they call it. Jack, Jack Lantern, spectacular. spectacular. Um, and Christmas lights this past winter? Yep, and last year. And last year. Um, so if you've gone to those two events, you're listening to the guy who handled the lighting on that. Um, and hopefully you enjoyed it. Because I can tell you, I didn't get a chance just because of timing, but I saw different videos, and from a video I was impressed. I already know my jaw would have been scraping against the Providence pavement had I been able to go to those. You got 96 days that you got to sprint, basically. Yeah. That puts you in a June. Your birthday's in August. August. July is always a fun time for all of us. We always have a blast. Are you laying your head in the sand, or are there, is there another project you're looking at to try to grab? And if there is, is it local? And how can people get in touch with you if they have lighting questions here in Rhode Island? Uh, or in just general? Just like every good company we have an instagram spectrum 401 um we have a website spectrum 401.com um you catching on a theme people yep. all right come on um and you just the find branding is there media. so it's already covered we are we are uh I, I, social media is always hard for me I, it's not my favorite thing to do um but it it's a it's weird experience like this podcast you're yeah. putting something out there that you don't know how it's going to be perceived yeah. or received yeah um but um 
I am excited to extend what I do into Rhode Island, and um, what I do for jack-o'-lanterns is a very mini very small, minute part of jack-o'-lanterns. I play a little bit bigger role in what happens for Christmas time, um, but well, if it's I, if it's me, all of it has to do. With yeah, yeah. yeah. What the hell? Um, but I I am fortunate to work with the zoo and what they do. But um, I'm excited to find new things in Rhode Island to. To bring to Rhode Island to show the things that I love in the state that I love, um, and one day something will happen. If uh, you've, you've you've been a sushi chef, if that's the correct mm-hmm. term, you've been so. a bartender, mm-hmm. you've been a waiter. Yeah, I think at some point in your life you're going to be some type of either club or a nightlife experience owner. I don't. But I used to think that. My, I used to think that. My question is, if someone here is listening, because I can already think there's there's a few different places that I know you personally wouldn't step into. I just knowing you, entertainment wise, it's not your vibe. But having into these interactions with different nightclubs, if you will. Uh, the the adult entertainment clubs and selling different products, a few or different ones, they could use tweaks in that lighting. So I guess my question is, okay, studio, I've seen it because of the screens, because of the, the different shadowing, things like that. And again, it's just very surface of what I'm mentioning, but um, those are all things you can do as well here in the state, right? Or in Mass or Connecticut or just locally. And so again, it's it's Spectrum 401, no, 401. There's no underscore in between Spectrum and no. Um, and and the four. Um, and it's Spectrum401.com. Yep. So ladies and gentlemen, I I, I have to say thank you. Um, to Jay Montecalvo, he is the owner of Spectrum 401, um, the lighting design company that you need to be working with if you have a lighting need, um, or just in general, if you want to pick his brain um, and ask different questions of how you can better enhance your experiences um, or your consumer, you know, the customer's experiences at your venue. Um, as always, bro, you're always there for me. I appreciate it. Um, this episode is also brought to you by Ever American Tonic, a new tonic hitting the East Coast and the United States. It is made with <clears throat> uh, very few sugars. It is as clean as you can possibly get. Check it out soon. Um, Jam, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Glad to be here. It was a lot of fun.